Welcome back to Flop Stars Season 6, the podcast where we talk about albums that may be close to our hearts, but didn't get up very high in the charts. That's actually not particularly true about this album because it did do quite well in its home country of the UK, but regardless, it has become a bit of a cult classic. I am talking about the 1975's third album, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships, which is thankfully not their wordiest album title, but it's very close. I'm joined by my co-host, Nick Kelly, who I've been with on the pop-in already, so I'm already irritated by you. Um, (laughs) But there you are. (laughs) Get ready to be even more irritated. Hello, Sam Murphy. It's great to be here unpacking one of my favourite bands of all time. Of all time? Easily. Easily one of my favourite bands of all time. Wow. I've been there since the very... Well, actually, no, not since the very early days. They were a band for a long time before I was aware of them. Um, But I was at their first Australian shows and... Um, have followed the journey for, you know, around a decade now and am obsessed wow. with them. I think Maddie Healy is one of music's greatest minds, um, at least greatest modern minds, and I, I find everything he says fascinating and every way that he operates as a musician very fascinating. So I'm really looking forward to unpacking this one. See, that's a position I hold for the fray for me. <laughs> <laughs> Of all the bands you could have done for that gear, you went with the fray. How to save a life. You found me. Step one, step one. Anyway, yes, I agree. I've had a very different journey with the 1975 to you. So this is going to be an interesting Mm. one. Um, As always, all our podcasts are always interesting. But I didn't like them at all. I actually despise them. Up until this album, like Til really album. couldn't stand them. And I still can't stand the first album, to be honest. The second album I've gone back on it. It's, I think it's a bit of a classic. Like it's got some amazing songs on it. And I was definitely just yeah. being a bit salty. Um, but right. by the time it got to this album, when Maddie Healy said it's our OK Computer, I thought to myself, <laughs> absolutely not. Not because I'm a big defender of OK Computer, because I just rolled, I say, the great rolled radio my heads. eyes back. Yeah, big Radiohead stand here. Um, I just rolled my eyes back into my head. Um, and then I heard the good press coming out about it. And I was like, maybe I should give it a listen. And I gave it a listen on a plane after a few scotch and dries. Um, because I generally like anything on a plane after a few scotch and dries. A couple of scotches. (laughs) Which is funny because I actually did the same thing with their new album on a plane this week too. Um, Regardless, plane stories aside, I I came to be quite fond of this album. (laughs) And now I totally agree that they're definitely, if not the best band in the world, the most engaging, interesting and um, constantly challenging bands in the world. Yeah, in a world of boring bands, and there are a lot of boring bands, you cannot so say many. that the 1975 are boring in any capacity. They're one of the most interesting and fascinating acts, and it all comes down to Matt. You know, I, I think the rest of the band are very talented people, but Matt's Matt's the genius, and, you know, the work that he has done over, as a person as well in the last 10 years to work out who he is and then reflect that so vulnerably and openly through the music as well um, is a very special thing. Um, this was, of course, the first of a two-album era, the Music for Cars era. Um, he'd just undergone treatment for his heroin addiction, which he, you know, speaks to on the album and has spoken to on albums past that in different sort of frames of mind. Um, and a lot of this album album 
you know, was around the conversation of where social media was at at that point, which I think in, in this time of, you know, life, it was in a weird a weird space where we didn't know what our connection to social media was. We didn't know what was real and what was not real. And I think Matt has always been trying to have a conversation about making the world a more real place and a more authentic place and a better place. Yeah. I think he's always desired a better world. And I think at this point we weren't sure whether the way that the role that digital media was having in our lives to make us better communicators and more authentic communicators was actually working or not. Yeah. For better or for worse, he's an idealist and he believes that the role of pop music should be to be optimistic, basically. I guess he believes in poptimism, even though I'm not really using that word correctly. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting because I don't think many modern songwriters feel that way and they almost like to um, sit in their own misery because they think that it makes them a more interesting musician. And that's something that I don't think that Maddie Healy does at all he's he's obviously a walking contradiction a very hard man to understand and he has this fascination yeah. with the rock star lifestyle while also directly mocking it and opposing it in some way so but i think when you think of any person there it's like everybody's a contradiction and i think it's interesting to have this album up against Lana's album last week because i think Lana and Maddie are two of the most fascinating human beings in pop music to study right now because they understand that they're kind of made of multitudes and I think that's why this album is so fascinating because it's wrong in so many parts of it it's funny in so many parts it's right in so many parts it's humble it's it's egotistical like it's just got so many juxtapositions to it and I think that's what makes it quite a um incredible listen we frame this one, you know, if you frame this around the the new album, um, Being Funny in a Foreign Language, which is such a cohesive body of work where everything melts into each other and makes sense, this couldn't be further from that. This is probably one of their most disjointed albums, if not the most disjointed album. And I, I wonder whether the 1975 are a better act when they're being disjointed and being those multitudes that you speak of or whether they're a better band when they're cohesive because like I was having a conversation about being funny in a foreign language the other day with a friend and he was like I I like it but I I think it's all a bit too samey and we could see that as cohesion and a well thought out body of work or you could see that as the opposite of what the 1975 is actually so great for yeah. and what's actually so great about them is that they make all of these things work together even though they sonically and you know realistically don't work together at the same time what do you, what do you think when are they best i do miss a bit of the experimentation on this new album i will admit because i think some of the most thrilling mm. moments on a brief inquiry are when the music almost starts to degrade in some point, like those glitchy electronic sounds. There's just one entirely instrumental electronic track, basically, followed by an acoustic moment, followed by an arena rock moment. But it's all tied together by the fact that they really know who they are as a band and as songwriters. And that's a really fun ride to go on. At the same time, because they are such great songwriters, it's nice to hear them settle into that and be confident in that and not be paranoid on this new album and just let it happen. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. And I think what we're finding as we go into a lot of these records that dropped around 2019, 2020, um, is that they were paranoid 
and it did feel in a way that the earth was turning to shit and not yeah. that anything's got better but we confronted this really full-on thing in covid and suddenly everyone discovered that what they the thing that was the most important to them was human connection and that's a really simple thing to get your head around saving the earth is not a simple thing to get your head around or social media is not a simple thing and i think no. that's the obvious difference you see between the two albums from music for cars and um and being funny in a foreign language and i think that you can tie it back to so many artists as well lana jua um taylor that there's a real transition going on where people are discovering what maddie knew all along is that pop music is meant to be optimistic it's meant to make you feel warm it's meant to be simple and so yeah i'm caught in two minds where i don't think it's as pleasant to listen to this album but it was definitely necessary at the at the time in some way yeah and necessary for you know what we know the 1975 to be overall and holistically you know they they are an out, they are a band of multitudes they are an act that that exists in so many different worlds at, at once and somehow manages to juggle all of those things and i think the chaos that goes on inside matt's mind or at least in his um in his less healthy moments yes. um is so reflected on this you know it's really got those almost bipolar ups and downs um at points and he doesn't shy away from any of that um and and you know this is also just the most online album of that year as well. Like it's a chronically Twitter album. Absolutely. Um, to the point where he turns a Trump, that Trump tweet praising Kanye into a lyric at one point. Um, do you think, do you think I, I'm always lost in whether the 1975 can be, could be considered a timeless band? Because I think so much of what they do is timeless and so much of the motif of the, the act and, and and a lot of the music itself is quite timeless. And I think about something, you know, like um, All I Need to Hear on the new album. I know I keep yeah. talking about the new album and we're meant to be talking about the old album. Um, but, you know, there is also that song, uh, The Name Escapes Me at the Moment Towards the Middle of, of This Record, um, that's quite timeless and balladry comes yeah, out. Yeah, Be My Mistake, I think. Is it Be My one? Mistake, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, but but there's so much of this album and so much of all of their albums that's quite a topical sort of commentary of the time as well. In that world of timelessness, yeah, where do you where do you kind of see them fitting? Because I'm always so confused, and maybe that's the magic of them that they do they do baffle the mind, despite how much of a fan you are. I mean, at the end of the day, timelessness comes down to sound and melody more than anything. Mm. You know, like when you think of so many of the songs that are timeless, whether it be like the Beatles or Aretha Franklin or whatever, they're all reacting to their surround. So it's lyrically, it's impossible to be timeless, I think. Um, mm. I do think more, definitely the new album is timeless. I do think the other album has the ability to age the most poorly because it is so set in a particular time and a very intense time that hopefully we don't go through again anytime soon in terms of the Trump era yeah. and the chaos of that. And, and also I just think political um, circumstances everywhere were pretty shit at that time. Um, so yeah, I don't think from a lyrical standpoint, it's timeless, but I don't know. There's something brilliant about not trying to be timeless as a band, you know, like just knowing that everything ages and everything can be tossed out and, that's fine. And I think someone like Taylor Swift does that really well. You know, she knows that an is important and she knows that maybe 
in 10 years, like people are going to look back on reputation and think that it was tacky or whatever, but you know, it was of the time. Yeah. Matt's always been very good at not being timeless in the way. And actually, no, I'll, I'll reframe that. Matt's always been amazing at having both of those kind of conversations in the press as well. And the way that he conducts interviews in that he will say things that are quite timeless and sort of almost, um, yeah. you know, bard-like. He's a, he, they're genius, you know, observations of music that can last for life. But then he's also very good at talking about the moment and happy to talk about the moment and things that are going on in the world. And I think he straddles that line really nicely in conversation. And, and that is very reflected in the music as well. I mean, he's yeah. just kind of everything that comes to mind is ending up on the page and he's, he's not holding anything back or worrying too much about doesn't it. He? Sp- yeah, just a fascinating lyricist, right? But what I love about a song like Love It If We Made It, which I think is one of their best, if not their best songs, it's this like arena rock relentless song that throws at you so many references to the time you're in the Kanye Trump tweet is in in that song. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is in that song. And then it all gets wrapped up with this lyric that's like, I'd love it if we made it. Like, we're in this fucking mess. But you know what would be great if we all just, it all just pulled us out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. I love that. That's that optimism. And it gets to a point where, like, the information you get fed every day about everything, particularly in this era, where it's like this 24 hour news cycle, is like, it gets so intense that sometimes you just, have to let it go with some very cliche thought like it'd be great if we just if we just made it (laughs) yeah exactly and i think that also comes from we 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 may forget sometimes that maddie is a you know northern you know a dry funny northern british person and i think he's very good at taking the whole world view but bringing it back to Manchester at the end of the day and giving it that classic sort of, you know, let's just get on with it kind of Manchester spin on things and not taking a lot of it too seriously, but also giving it the reverence that it deserves at the same yeah. time. Um, a fascinating combination. And of, I think of that's sort of... missed on a lot of people as well, don't you think? Mm. Like I saw yeah. his chicken shop date um, interview this week that got a lot of attention online and a lot of people like calling him obnoxious and like, people who hadn't say, seen it saying that he was like treating Amelia the host like poorly. And it's like, it's, that it was, it's just dry humor that's lost on some people. There's no doubt that he's obnoxious at times and that he's painful to watch at times. But like at the same time, there's a humorous aspect to it. And like, and he's so self-aware of that. He he's knows so he's self-aware. annoying. He knows he's so winding people up. And I think especially on the chicken shop date thing, like Amelia is exceptionally self-aware of all that stuff as well. So Amelia gets it. And don't <laughs> degrade her by saying that he was making her feel uncomfortable. Like she really? owns that situation, you know. That's her whole She that's knows the whole if someone's act, pissing the... her off, they're not making it on to the final cut. No, like and she's kicking exactly. them out of there. She's not a wallflower. Come on. She's running that thing on her own terms and she deserves her flowers for it. Flop stars. All right, it is time for the song game this week. We're going to put the 1975 songs up against other mega hits from British alternative pop artists. And there's some absolute mega hits in this one. Um, First pairing is Love It If We Made It 
off this album. Are they all off this album? Are you prepared? They're this all segment? off I'm this album. I'm just reading it. Yeah. Cool. Glad we've clarified that. <laughs> um, and these were all kind of big songs from around that time as well. You know, sort of big 2019, 2020 um, alt pop hits. Yeah. Is that also correct? That's correct. I'm loving it. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Guys, I didn't prep a game for this content. week for the second week in a row, and then Sam, and then Sam put it on the sheet as me running the song game this week, and I just went with it. Which is a very passive aggressive way. I didn't intend saying, it to be passive aggressive, but it looks like yeah. I was like, you didn't organise anything. So you've here. got such low expectations of me, which are very valid and reasonable. <laughs> um, we'd start. We'd love it if we made it from the record. Versus Do I Want to Know by the Arctic Monkeys, which was a mammoth alternative Huge song. hit. Interestingly, Arctic Monkeys also a new album coming out tomorrow. Um, yeah. Probably not having as much relevant success as the 1975 are. Um, no. These are two big songs. I paired them together because they both give me big arena rock vibes. Um Probably do I want to know more so than love it if we made it. But do I want to know is written to be exactly that, you know. It's just, it's a it's a song made for arenas. Love yep. it if we made it has a little bit more depth to it. It's a little bit more lyrically interesting. Um, I love Maddie Healy's vocal delivery in this, like the really shouty way that he does it. And as I said before, I think it's their best song, probably. So I have to go with Love It If We Made It. Great analysis. This is a, a tough one for me, particularly because I think Do I Want to Know is my favourite Arctic Monkeys song. I've not, I've not always been the biggest Arctic Monkeys fan, um, but this one I just think was quite... And, and I'm never a big fan of like sort of slow rock songs either, but I think this one just kind of gets it right. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, Love It If We Made It. Is, is an all-timer for the 1975, so I am also siding with the band on this. Amazing. One for the 1975. Well done, I want to see. I, I like that you're saying these out loud because I always get caught up on the next song. <laughs> two time, two time, two time. <laughs> or is it three time? Or is it four time? Versus Charlie XCX is gone. Big, big pairing. Big, big pairing. Charlie yeah. actually covered two time, two time, two time, which is why I've put them together. That's right. Um, I think it was history. for Triple J, maybe, or something. She did it for something. Oh. Maybe Live Lounge. Yeah. Um, yeah. But both songs that came out at similar times, I two time, two time, two time is not one of my favorite songs on the album. I would really? say it's the most pop moment. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It's just never really done it for me. Whereas... Gone is one of Charlie's best songs, one of the best pop songs of the last five years. A lyrical masterpiece. Hang it with the Mona Lisa. I've got to go, Charlie Gone. <laughs> this is a hard one. I I don't agree with you. I think Two Time is one of the better songs on this album. And I I, I think it's a lot of fun. And I think that the lyrics are really smart in it. Um, I sound like I'm just being very generic at the moment, um, but I agree <laughs> on all of those thoughts. Um, but I, he's I'm, reading I'm off on... a sheet. If you can see him on the camera right now, <laughs> lyrics are smart. It's... Good melody. Um, but Charlie's Maddie Healy's label PR gave it to you us. You said it best. You said it best. Um, you know, a genius song, and I don't think Maddie would have any 
problem with us siding with that either. You know, he's aware of great British pop and great British pop. Charlie XCX is gone. Is it's Charlie for me? Great one for Charlie. Demilio, that is one. <laughs> well, she'd be wiping the competition. There's a reason why I didn't put her in. All right, third round of the 1975 versus other alternative British pop. If it's it's not leaving, if it's not with you, which is um, a song he wrote about heroin, basically about the drugs. Yeah. Versus Wolf Alice, Don't Delete the Kisses, which is a masterpiece. This is going to be a tough one. It is a masterpiece. I didn't know that he wrote that song about heroin until we. I was researching for the podcast. Yeah. That's crazy to me. It's like one of the most upbeat, joyous... It's so joyous, isn't it? ...songs on the record. I can imagine like using it as like a wedding song or something and then finding <laughs> out later... <laughs> it is also one of the best songs on the album. I think the most popular song off the album. Um, it's got that classic 1975 pop vibe that songs on the new album like Happiness and um, and Oh Caroline have. And it just showcases like how good they are when they just like let the melodies flow and do something that's not overly complicated at all. Yeah. That said, Wolf Alice, Don't Delete the Kisses. I've really fucked this album up by putting it with some of these songs, but <laughs> Wolf Alice, Don't Delete the Kisses is one of my favourite songs of all time. Again, Whoa! like what an amazing song. Like the way those verses just like cascade and get faster and faster and faster and she yeah. talks it and then screams the chorus and it's like really intimate but also like really huge arena ready like absolute masterstroke but both of these songs are so i mm. don't know you know what i'm finding i think all these songs are better when they're in the album in the context of the yeah. album you know um whereas don't delete the kisses very much stands on its own so will phallus for me oh i'm interested to see where you big go call. i agree with everything you said about don't delete the kisses um it's a masterful song, but the way that Maddie turns pain and despair and one of the most difficult things he's ever gone through into absolute unbridled joy, I think is unmatched. And it is with great pleasure that I announce I go with the 1975 on this one, um, which is a hard great. decision. It's yeah. with great pleasure. It's a great pleasure that I reveal to you that I have made a call. Um, <laughs> No, I just think I just think the way the way that he unpacks such a intense emotion but turns it into joy and he's so good at doing that as well. He is. Um yeah, I've got to go with that song. It's one of their one of their best. Okay. Final. Oh, I'm one. hosting the segment, aren't I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the next one is Give Yourself a Try. Versus Sam Fender's 17 going under. I knew you would find this one hard. I just felt like you would love 17 going under. You would. Like, I'm recommending it to you, I know. I've obviously heard it many times. Me, I only heard it when Sam Smith covered it. Covered it. <laughs> just like you only heard Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson for the first time when Sam Smith did um, Kelly Oki and they covered Breakaway together. <laughs> now we know that's not true. Don't slander me. The only that's fan the base that I'm on good standing with is the the Clarkos. So <laughs> the Breakaways. Um, 
<laughs> Give yourself a try, man. These verses on this song, like, are just so good. And this is the perfect mix between experimental and really poppy as well. Like, it's really glitchy. Sounds like it's been taped together with a, a piece of masking tape. No, what's not masking tape? What's the weak one? This is great from you. Just sellotape. Sellotape. I like how you're not helping me. You're just sitting there waiting yeah, for me to come I'm up with really the word. Enjoying I don't know. I'm trying to say that it sounds like the song could fall apart in a good way. <laughs> no, masking tape's probably the weaker one. Masking no, tape. No, masking tape's what you use for like moving boxes and stuff. No, you use packaging tape for moving boxes. There's no such thing as packaging tape. Yeah, it's like the. Oh, okay. It goes masking tape, <laughs> which is the papery one. And then there's sellotape. No, masking tape's not the papery one. Yes, it is. I'm looking it up. Yes, it is. Masking tape's the papery one. Sellotape's (laughs) the thin plastic one. Masking tape is the papery one, which means I had no reason to stop this conversation because I was right initially. Masking tape. And no, 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 there's still another one to unpack. Packaging tape is similar to sellotape, but it's a thicker plastic. I don't think we need to keep unpacking this. It's a thicker, wider plastic. What's the black one then? That's duct tape. Okay, that's the one I like. That's the good shit. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you what, my mirror on my car, my right-hand mirror, um, when I was reversing a couple of weeks ago, I knocked the casing of it off. So my indicator was just dangling for a couple of weeks. But I've managed to um, reattach the casing of the of the mirror yeah. with duct tape. So my mirror is currently just See? held together and I bet with duct tape on, around it. it. Still on, I've driven the you freeway like four times. Never. Wow. See, Doesn't Sam silly at all. 17 going under sounds like it was taped together with duct tape. Very sturdy. Yes. Rock steady song. I was I'm lying. So by glad the way. I had four minutes heard to get to that. the Sam Smith cover. Great song. Um, but give yourself a try for me. Like, love it. One of my favorite moments on the album. One of a, a true highlight in their discography. So I'm going 1975. So two for 1975 and two for the randos for me. Ooh, for the randos. <laughs> I found a grey hair in one of my zoots. Like context in a modern debate, I just took it out. One of the best Oh my God, lines. I thought you were just oversharing. I was like, where's no, this No, I don't from? smoke zoots and I don't have grey hairs yet. Um, <laughs> I thought a zoot was a pimple. No, that's a zit. Oh. <laughs> Um, I think that line is just so fucking funny and genius and self-aware and a very online line. And I just think it's so funny. Um, That said, I think the way that 17 going under tackles masculinity, particularly that really sort of British, you know, brutish masculinity that's so difficult to unpack and so layered and ingrained in the culture yeah. Um, I think is such a masterstroke and it's just a brilliant record. When those horns hit as well, it's just like, oh my God. Um, I've been infatuated with that song since the day it came out. I think it's one of Pop's great, you know, builders, that that track. So it's going to be Sam Fender for me, unfortunately. Oh, that was such an anticlimax compared to how you awarded the last song. I know. I went with unfortunately. It was the opposite because I feel bad not giving it to the 75. Okay, fair enough. I think... Um, what you said there about give yourself a try. I mean, the game's over, if you didn't know yep. that already. Um, there will be a sting there, I presume. But Maybe. what you said there about give yourself a try is very is, a, is what a lot of the critics picked up in the end with the album. And I think that Pitchfork said it best. Um, 
when they said, if, they're inv- if there's any sort of solution to our modern apocalyptic predicament, it involves stepping outside, risking a broken heart and searching for connections beyond the screen. And yet Healy is the first one to acknowledge that this is harder than ever to do. And I mm-hmm. think that's the best thing about the 1975 is they offer up a lot of problems and they don't always offer up the solution. Because I think with music so often, when we idolize someone and we look up, up to a band or an artist, we are looking for them to provide some kind of comfort, some kind of answer. But at the end of the day, nobody has any idea how to solve this shit, you know? <laughs> then certainly not yeah. a rock star who's been on heroin for years. Like, it's... Yeah. That's just life, baby, as Camila Cabello would say. And I like that about <laughs> the 1975. It's so open-ended. <laughs> and is that maybe... Is that maybe another of the great, um, you know... The, the things that the 1975 are great for is the fact they've always acknowledged and Maddie has always acknowledged that he is not your solution. As Kendrick would say, I am not your saviour. Um, and as Lord would say too, if you're looking for a um, something, that's not me. Mm. <laughs> saviour. Yeah. 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 So they're all saying it. And as Alanis Morissette would say, it's like 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. <laughs> That's true. That's quite true, I guess. It's ironic, even. As Nicki Minaj once said, two years ago, I renewed my license. (laughs) (laughs) No, I... I, Oh, my Lord. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think it's an important thing that they have always touched on is we're going to talk about the world's problems. We're going to try and unpack them, but don't expect to find any results here. Don't forget to find it. Don't expect to find any closure. Here. Yeah, and and that's maybe why, you know, that's another reason that we've become so used to getting excited for the 1975 albums because we don't look forward to getting more solutions to our problems or getting more, you know, solutions to the world's issues, but we look forward to getting more hot takes, basically. Yeah, which is the great thing about this album. There's a hot take every second. Like you just have to look through the track list to see that. Like sincerity is scary. I always want to die, sometimes. <laughs> like. That's exactly what it is, and that is the main difference between this album and the last and the the new album, is that the new album doesn't pretend to have an answer so like really, but it does have a kind of temporary solution, and that is like love, and yeah. human connection. Um, How cute! This album certainly doesn't come to that conclusion at all. Yeah. It sounds like a skittering mess for most of it, and every time there's some kind of comfort. In a song like It's Not Living If It's Not With You, it ends up being about heroin and then we're on to, <laughs> on to the next we're messy downhill thought, again. Which exactly. I just think is so thrilling. And it got even more crazy on notes on a conditional form, which is even longer, even yep. more experimental. Um, but I do love that it's not all so maximalist. And I guess I get the OK Computer Thing in that it is experimental and it kind of does rely on like it, it kind of is their comment on on technology in a way like okay computer was but i don't know there's something about this about what they say on this album that just feels so more so much more sincere and honest which the radiohead fans blah, 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 when i say something mm. like that but honestly <laughs> 
Whoa. I didn't have anything more to say, so I just decided to have a punch at Radiohead. I really don't dislike Radiohead that much, but like, really. No, they're fine. They're hey, not- before we play another game, should we quickly talk about the chart history of this album? Because um, it did go number one in the UK, which we talked about at the start, but it only picked at four in Australia and four in the US, where it had previously been number one, the, the one before. Yeah. Um, but it, no singles, no real, no real charting moments in the singles thing give yourself a try charted in the 20s but there were no sort of is is it possible to say with this one there were no kind of obvious singles or you know obvious hits on this record that there may have been in the past ones and may have been in in the future ones well if you think about the album before it was full of hits like um someone else somebody else someone else why can i never get that right um love me She's American. The sound, like a lot the of sounds. That the sound is maybe. Have you listened to the commit. sound recently? Have you listened to the sound recently? It yeah, is it's still such a, a masterpiece. It's a hit. Yeah, it's massive huge. Hit. So I don't think there's any of that um, on this record. I mean, if there had to be one, it's 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 not living if it's not with you. But yeah. even then, didn't really suit the radio sound of the time it maybe could have been in the a hit in the uk at the most what's funny about this new album is i think there's a lot of hits on it and yet they release none of them as singles so i think Mm. they kind of actively shy away from having a big hit but i would really like to see them have at least one more huge single to just really propel them into that like stadium ready rock band which is a level that i don't think they're at yet and i think matt yeah. maddie this week was comparing them in interviews and saying that they're like the most influential band of the decade like the arctic monkeys were last decade and i don't think that's true yet because i don't think they have the commercial stranglehold that the arctic monkeys did have like they had mm. proper hits you know i almost think they're they're influential on the music community Definitely. And influential on artists and probably the most influential band on bands yeah. at the moment. But in terms of being influential on the culture and influential on, you know, the, the, the listening, the audience. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. They're not, they're not quite there yet, but they are absolutely, you know, they're at the forefront of being able to be that band um, that's influential And this the is the album well. that happened on because the critics just cha- turned, like changed their mind basically. The, yeah. In America, particularly, they were one of the most annoying bands in the world to the US press. Yeah. They didn't get them at all, like not at all, and they hated that last, the last album, um, which is strange to me because I think that's a brilliant album. But something about this album just completely changed them. Like Pitchfork called it the twenty-first best album of the year, hundred and fifty-seventh best of the decade. Obviously, in the UK, they went crazy for it. NME called it Album of the Year. Um, But yeah, it really changed the trajectory of them and put them into a space that we so often talk about on this podcast, which is that moment when it no longer matters about sales. You've created a space that's so unique and so your own that you can really just do what you like. And that's that's like a really... great creative space to be in and they've written that for three albums now very successfully i think yeah should we play a game i would love to Flop stars. before we play this game i have to apologize to you because somebody dm'd me and pointed out that i told you that 
Lana Del Rey did not mention Norman Rockwell in any of her songs. And I said that Norman Rockwell was mentioned. Yes, it's not mentioned in the song Norman Rockwell, but it is mentioned in Venice Bitch. I thought so. I told you I thought I heard his name said. It was just the song after. Yeah, um, I apologise profusely. Thank you to that listener who called that out. What was their name? Um, I will find out. Good. They deserve a shout out. Yeah, I will find out for you. I'm going to find that. Oh, my God. Anyway, we'll do the game and then I'll find out. Okay. Um, my game. (laughs) (laughs) You got it? (laughs) Just let me pull it up. Oh, they've renewed Heartbreak High for season two. Yeah, I loved Heartbreak High. I um, I watched it the other day. Oh, you watched it's it? So good. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? It just it just got renewed. I'm very happy about. It's great news. Well done, everyone. Okay, you ready? Ready. So, welcome to my game. Nick Kelly. Thank you. This is a game called me. 1975 Lyric or Bullshit. So I'm going to read right. you out lyrics. It will either be a lyric that was penned by Maddie Healy or it was penned by um, the other most influential songwriter of our generation, me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. We've done something in this realm before and you're always very good at disguising, which is weird. <laughs> Okay, the first one is You look like shit and you smell a bit Um, That's a 1975 lyric I can't remember what song it's from But that is a 1975 lyric I know it You're correct It's from Change yes. Your Heart Change Your Heart, that's it Yep, knew that Knew okay. that This is hard because he says so fucking much on these records That it's hard to keep track of what he has actually said or not I so know, very I know one. But you're such a fan, you could be very good at this. Yeah. The next one is QAnon created a legitimate scene and it's just some bloke in the Philippines. <laughs> QAnon created a legitimate scene. No, you made you made that up. I don't think he's referenced QAnon or the Philippines yet. That is a Maddie Healy lyric from the intro of their new album. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and I really liked the new intro gotcha. as well. Gotcha. God. Okay, the next the one is I'm in love, but I don't know their name. Nah, it sounds too basic and simple. You made that up. I did. Basic and yes. simple. That's my lyric. Yep. I know. That's why I know it was yours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next one is lollies are like drugs, except I always want more. Lollies are like drugs, except no, he wouldn't say lollies because lollies is an Australian word, <laughs> not a British word. He'd say candy. This is a new lyric, isn't Fuck, it? Fuck, I'm doing so badly. Yes, I can read. <laughs> I just you, thought Sam that Murphy. made no sense. Um, okay, <laughs> the next one is uh, so if we turn into a tree, can I be the leaves? So, oh no, no, that's that's him. Yeah, he said that. I know that lyric. You're correct. That's, yeah, that's from my- Jesus Christ yes. 2005. Yes, that's it. Oh, God, I'm good at this. Except for that one I wasn't good at. 
I'm very good at this. <laughs> okay, the next one is Trump and I were in a complicated relationship. Mm. It's because I know he's mentioned Trump. Multiple times. Multiple times. I don't reckon he said that. I think he's pretty anti-Trump, I think. So I reckon you made that up. Yeah, you're right. I'm doing so badly. I know. You're going to step your game up. See, he (laughs) hides everything in so many metaphors that I was expecting, you know, that's what I'm looking for, you said. (laughs) Okay, the final one is... I did it my way. Turns out there was no pay. Yeah, that's a 1975 lyric. Again, can't it's remember the song, but that's a 1975 yeah. lyric. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> damn it, I'm nearly at a perfect Gotcha! <laughs> the last second. <laughs> Boom. Ah, All right, game. were you lost? I think that's how it works. No. Two wrong. About 16 right. What I saw, anyway. Well, I don't know where you got 16 from, but sure. Stars. Okay. Let's do our final wrap-up of the album. I want to hear your favourite songs. I want to hear your least favourite song. And I want your score out yeah. of 10. Okay. This is a hard one. I'm bringing up the album because I haven't decided on a least favourite. And I don't even think I will. Um, wow. Let, okay, I'll say the man who married a robot because it just I just didn't need that. <laughs> I like I the always man who go, married a robot. No, I always go for things like that. Um, yeah, that's my least favorite. My favorite is without a doubt, it's not living if it's not with you. It's just an anthemic way of turning pain into pleasure. Yeah, and I think it's really beautifully done. Um, I'm gonna give the album an eight. Amazing songs, all amazing songs, incredible. Authenticity. Great gowns, beautiful gowns. Great gowns, beautiful gowns. Uh, let's let's see here. Uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns. Um, <laughs> but I think the lack of cohesion at times gets a bit too jarring, and I understand why it exists, and I, I appreciate that it exists, but it gets a bit too jarring at points where I don't know where I'm meant to be sitting, you know, in this world of chaos at points. Well, you can just sit wherever you want. Take it. Thanks. Relax. Take a nice seat. Take a relax. Take a relax. <laughs> <laughs> Give me yours. <laughs> What's your favourite 1975 album then? Oh. Oh. Probably I like it when you sleep, to be honest. Well, that's creepy. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't care if you sleep or not. Well, I'm not getting much sleep at the moment, actually, because I'm jet lagged. So you should care. Oh, yeah. You're lucky I turned up to this, to be <laughs> honest. All right, my favorite. What's yours? Yes, chop chop. Uh, give yourself a try. Love it if really? you made it. Yep. Be my mistake. I like America, and yep. America likes me, and I always want to yep. die sometimes. And What's it's not living if it's not with you. They're my favourite. What's your favourite? No, you can't have six favourites. Oh, of all them. My favourite is Love It If We Made It. My least favourite is maybe mine. I don't know. I don't even dislike it. Mm. But that's probably the one that's the most forgettable to me. But Anna, score out of 10, I'm going to go nine out of 10. I think it's a really, really impressive Strong from you. And now I'm going to go take a relax. (laughs) 
Let's go and take a relax. You've earned it. Um, as, as Nicki Minaj once said, anyway, why'd I start my verse like that? Um, <laughs> great, great gowns, beautiful gowns. We will be back next week. The pop-in's also up if you want to have a chat about new music. It's all there. Um, next week, we are looking at another album. We'll see you then. Oh, Bye. what a surprise. That's a real spoiler. <laughs> I feel like you always end this too quickly. I'm enjoying myself. What do you mean? And then you always wrap it up. No, I, I, there's nothing else to say. You okay, do. Well, you we get salty next... when you lose the game and then no! you get into a bad mood okay, and you wrap point. the podcast up. I also have to talk into Lil Nas X in seven minutes on the radio. There's also that problem. Okay, all right. Um, should we tease? No, no, you want to keep going. Should we tease who's on next week's show? Um, um, not yes, on the show. I, I was going to talk about that. them. Oh, yeah. Um, should I tease it? Uh, yeah. I'm coming back for you, baby. Good from you. From you. you could I'm say she's been a bit lonely. You. <laughs> you could say she's been a bit lonely lately. Yeah, yeah. poor thing. It's hard being lonely. Yeah. It's hard being lonely. All right, well, Gabby, um, suck around. We'll see if that. that was fun. Hit follow and subscribe. Yeah, you know, you're right. A little bit of a tease always helps. Have a wonderful week, whatever you're doing, and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Unless you're going to go and listen to another episode now. Bye. Bye.